shot the nomad. We are the common interest, the voice of underground. You know what it is. And today we got a we got a special guest in the building. We got the the one and only Big Kang in the room. Yo yo yo, finally in the building. Yes sir, yes sir. Um, it's been a little time coming, but we finally got you here. Yes sir, glad to have you. Um, so if you don't know already, for here at the common interest, we ask you to hit us with a rewind. That's when you tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got in music, your brand, and how you got here today. Okay, well. Uh, starting out, Big Kang started out at Prairie View, you know, because okay. uh, that's where I kind of got the interest of wanting to get into audio engineering mm -hmm. and the technical side. But I was always doing music. I've been doing music since I was like ten. Okay. So I played. Uh, the first instrument I played was a recorder, which was garbage. All right. <laughs> um, but then I went to saxophone, trombone, trumpet, and then I dropped out of band and all that. But when I got back into college, you know. Kirk Bangs was like one of my little roommates in uh, <laughs> Prairie View, and I used to see him doing music, right. and that was like sparked that interest again. That's dope. So, yeah. Then here, a couple of years after that, after I graduated, I'm here with the engineering, so I've been doing this about 12 years. Okay. Yeah. So you went to school for engineering? No, I actually was at Prairie View A&M University again, um, and again, I just, my peers mm -hmm. were always just doing music, and they liked my input that mm -hmm. i had because you know I, I did music when i was in middle school right. i was like in band and shit yeah 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 so when i got into uh pv a lot of my friends were just doing music like tim woods kirko and them and i would just you know see what they're doing and i'd mm -hmm. like get my input and they were like bro you should you should get into music they would always be like you should get into music right so yeah they just sparked right back there that was uh 2008 wow okay yeah, yeah okay dope dope so when did you actually Cause you're a full-time engineer now, right? Yeah, for sure. Okay, yeah. so when did you decide to take that leap into that? Um, I had, that was like around 2012. 2012, okay. 20, 2011, yeah, because like uh, the first artist I ever recorded mm -hmm. was my homie VRSE Verse. Okay. Um, he's amazing lyricist, amazing performer. That was like literally my homie like from high school. Okay. Um, he always would just, I don't want to record, I want to record. And he didn't know anybody. Mm -hmm. And then my homie, Tim Woods, they would always record in their like closets and shit. He was my roommate in right. <laughs> sophomore year. And I, I just would watch them like do it. And I was like, you know what? I want to get into engineering. Mm -hmm. So I started teaching myself that uh, in 2011. But I really jumped ship 2012. Okay. Yeah. So that was like when I was like, all right, I really want to get cold at this. I want to get into it. So I've been professionally engineering for like six years. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Dope. So and then... Tell us like how uh, I guess that process when you was where you were just recording engineering on um, on your own or did you start when did you actually get with Baron Studios? Okay, so yeah, I just gotta see now. This is part of the rewind. Yeah, <laughs> this is good. Yeah. <laughs> um, the first time I actually like recorded somebody was literally like on a Mac this MacBook. Mm -hmm. This is a twenty eleven. Dang, so you still got that much? This is hey. my baby. <laughs> so basically, I downloaded Logic on here. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Logic on that. And Logic was like the first doll I really like dove into and was like, I need to figure out how to engineer. Right. I was garbage in <laughs> 2011, right? But I was able to get signal on here, get people sounding cool, not the EQ and all that. So that was 2011. I had been working in like... Little Hood Studios, mm -hmm. uh, shout out to the Connect. <laughs> that was like the first studio that let me like come in there and mess with Pro Tools. That's dope. Um, that was like 2012, 2013. Um, but when I got to Barron, I was like interning. That was after I graduated in 2014 mm -hmm. at PV. I interned at uh, Barron in 2015. Okay. And then I met Jason through my homie Jamie Hancock. He went. I went to one of his sessions. Mm -hmm. And uh, Jason, shout out I Dream Mysterio. And he was like... He was like, yeah, bro, you should definitely get into engineering. Like, He was like, you know your shit, da-da-da. You, you should come in here, like, intern. And I was like, you know what? That might be a great idea. So right. I interned there for a year, and then after that, I started working for Barron in like, 2016. Okay, that's dope. And like four or five years there before COVID and all that. And right. Pretty much. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, So uh, and for the people that don't know, because I know to an extent, but I – don't know all the way what is uh what does an engineer do and what uh what does that all entail i guess audio engineering is basically that person you trust or that 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 person who's going to be behind all this audio gear mm -hmm. and he should know how to 
manipulate them mm-hmm. and get it onto the digital dolls, the dolls, and make sure he's not fucking you up, basically. Right. Like you <laughs> clean signals and whatnot. So that would be like a recording engineer. Okay. But then a mixing engineer would take whatever a recording engineer does or tracking engineer and add the effects, balance uh, the volume balancing and whatnot. So there's different hats in engineering. Right. So there's the tracking engineer, the mixing engineer, and the mastering engineer. And the mastering engineer just takes what the mixing engineer does and gets it ready for stereo, like, you know, as loudest, the biggest, and whatnot. So in tales of that, man, an engineer just makes sure, like, your music right. gets uh, your music or not even music podcast video whatever the audio source is properly recorded and manipulated to its best ability Mm. to sound unique and whatever to the people okay and you do all of that i do everything okay that's that's the diving into this shit right yeah (laughs) so the one thing i will say though um i say more of i'm a more of a mixing engineer okay though i do track yeah that's that's what i been doing since i started mm-hmm. uh you know if the signal isn't good that mm-hmm. you record it you're giving your mixing engineer a lot of <laughs> headache like a lot of issues so yeah to speak to the mic on that one huh? yeah <laughs> i just had to make sure we all hear that one all right so because uh i think it was like a week or two you made a post about that you was talking about somebody just or uh, just saying like Yo, like you making my job really hard. If your the audio semi doesn't even sound good. If the audio is is the source is garbage. Okay, I put it like this. This is <laughs> this is the analogy I tell people. So you can't turn you can't turn shit into sugar, right? Right. So what I've learned working at Baron, and I've seen it with my own experience to it, mm. and getting shit that is recorded pretty bad, and then trying to mix it, and then getting something that's recorded perfectly right and then mixing it right so if you want something that's excellent you have to at least record it pretty good right if you record it like dog shit i can get it to okay and if you record it okay i can get it to good you know you right. know what i'm saying yeah, it's like, levels to the shit it's level so you gotta if you really do music you re- you really just have to understand that the best recording gets you the best source right. after that Right, so right, artists that record at home or wherever else, make sure you got it right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could teach you how to do it right. Right, you know, we we making bedroom albums now. Yeah, honestly, yeah. but yeah, um, that's one thing. Uh, in case the people didn't know, um, I actually recorded with you once. Um, mm-hmm. we recorded together, made a song and everything, and um, that's one thing that like, I guess I appreciate for you because you. You go through the process with the artist. You yeah, know what I'm saying? You, t- sure. you try to tell them what's best without like infringing on their creative process. Yeah. Um, and that's, I feel like that's a that's a talent in itself. Yeah, man. Just to be inside of there and to, again, like just give you input. You know what I'm saying? Um, how did you learn to, again, I guess you said that from being in band and everything, correct? Well, I learned that from, I guess, the communication part and mm-hmm. being a, like a positive enforcement, no mm-hmm. matter how the skill level of the artist. Right. I will never dog an artist who has paid time to be with me. Mm-hmm. What I will do is take the time to uh, give my input to make you better for next time. Right. Even if you don't record with me, at least you will remember that. So mm-hmm. when you go to another session, like if my engineer isn't like how this guy is, right? I don't really need to be invested in him because mm-hmm. this person actually cares about what I'm trying to do, even if I'm not at my best. Right. So I learned that at Baron. Mm-hmm. Again, Baron is like, y'all watch Dragon Ball Z, right? Yeah. Baron was like stepping into the hyperbolic time chamber. Right. You would get all this training in a few years mm-hmm. that if you tried to get it somewhere else, it would take you decades. Yeah. So Baron, like just all the experience from the clients and the engineer group, the community, mm-hmm. um, they really just taught me how to be the best communicator mm-hmm. and get the best out of it, get the best out of my clients or, or that session. And, uh, be able to, you know, creatively give input without shitting on their dreams right. or whatnot. <laughs> that's um, I feel like Baron does a great job at that. Yeah, uh, I've been there for a couple of sessions. I went there with another session with um, I can't think of the guy's name. He's the white guy with dreads. Uh, uh, uh Jason. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I went to one of his sessions um with uh, what was uh Mind um she recorded Mariah. Yeah, yeah, she was in there one time and everything, and she um uh, and the same thing. It's just like. Real like communicate communicative and everything is a way, uh, great way to express how to uh, make the music at the best capability. And so I feel like everybody there 
is like because it's, it's interesting how um as engineers like when the shit ain't it like the vibe is given off like yo this ain't it but y'all y'all communicate the best way possible like yo you can do this better you know yeah. what i'm saying and make it and to uh i guess like positive feedback you know what i'm yeah, saying yeah. um but yeah i love that about baron like baron is it it um it creates better artists. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, no. I've seen it with my own two eyes, man. People go in that building, no confidence, mm-hmm. and then come out of that place, you know, go in there every now and then, mm-hmm. and their confidence is just right. out the roof now. Because it's just the, the ambiance of the actual studio itself. Right. It, like, it creates that. Like, it's a professional setting. Like, the people are there, professionals. They care about the craft, and that's mm-hmm. that's the biggest thing. Like, I mean, I don't know how many studios you can go into, and they're just there for the book. You know what I'm saying? Me, honestly, as a freelance engineer now, mm-hmm. I've been in so many other studios mm-hmm. that don't give a shit about the art. They're just like, yo, you got my space bad. I'm, I'm out the door. Right. And I don't think, me personally, again, mm-hmm. I, I think maybe I'm just spoiled from where I came from and right. the studios I worked at, but even the Connect mm-hmm. at PV was like, they brought us in. Mm-hmm. And then they like taught us how to use Pro Tools. Right. They they were like invested in us. Right. They didn't probably teach us the clean way of like running a studio because again it was like a hood establishment. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, when I got to Barron, it's like I learned the other side of it. it. Was like you know, there's 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 definitely levels to it, right. and, and and being able to actually care about an artist. Mm-hmm. That's part of the your brand. Right. That's like your. That's why people go to Baron. Right. Right. And then that's why people who left Baron, who've gotten that experience, have have clients now mm-hmm. because they've learned those simple fundamentals. Right. To, yo, you know, like if you want to build, let's build, yeah. but let's do it the professional way, the right way. I'm gonna teach you the necessary steps. Hey, you get those YouTube beats, cool, mm-hmm. great ideas. Buy your beat. Give right. me the stem so we can mix it properly. Like people appreciate that. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, it's um, it's hard. I haven't seen too many people come out of Baron not be successful. Yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very rare. Yeah. And if you didn't like the Baron process, is because you didn't like the steps, the mm-hmm. necessary. You like want to cut corners or, man, I ain't got the budget. Right. Like, I'm just gonna go to a hood studio that's gonna yeah. do this. Ain't right. nothing wrong with that. Right. But don't be upset when shit's not done right. Baron's worth your money. I feel, I, hey man, <laughs> it's got people like Kang here. You know what I'm saying? Every, it's worth every penny. I don't even work for Baron anymore. Oh, really? I st- nah, man. I, I've COVID hit and I lost lost the gig there. What? Yeah, man. Damn. <laughs> Damn. But I love those guys. Those yeah, are like, yeah. Those are like family, man. Like, I feel you. Yeah, uh, that's crazy though. But I, I when I when COVID hit and we all lost our jobs and stuff, you know what? That was like a uh, that was a moment that probably needed to happen for me. Mm. Because once that happened, I was like, you know what? I ain't got to go to work. I'm at home. We all quarantined. Right. So I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to start mixing. That week when a lot of businesses in Houston were like, don't come to work. COVID's mm-hmm. out. Da, da, da. I was still working. Dang. I literally booted up this computer. I bought another iMac. I loaded Pro Tools on that. I put a bunch of plugins on there. I was still working. Dang. People were still sending me sessions. I have not been... I have not had work for a while. Right. So okay. like... What I realized is like, damn, Baron taught me the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you can do it on your own now. Yeah. Okay, that's dope. That's dope. So with that, that's how you started getting to um, executive producing products as well. Correct? I've been doing that since PV. Oh, where? Yeah. Oh, dang. Okay, that's dope. Yeah, some of those artists that I've been working with, like mm-hmm. uh, Freddie Ing, mm-hmm. VR Verse, mm-hmm. uh, Jamie Hancock. Man, I have credentials. Man, that's I, dope. I've been there with people in sessions. I've been like on some. You know, like, a lot of people like to call me in because they're like, yo, Kang not going to sugarcoat it. Yeah. He's going to say, that ain't it. Mm-hmm. The beat's cool, but it needs to be mixed better. Right. The song needs to be mixed. Like, I like the vibe, but I need more. Like, mm-hmm. my homie's been having me around that since, again, the early days with Kirko. Right. I just remember walking in his room and he was recording his, like, freestyles on yeah. his YouTube. And I was like, hey, man, that's fire. But you got to put that shit on, like, a real mic. Yeah. <laughs> And next thing you know, my 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 nigga's going to the studios. I was like, oh, that's tight. Right. It makes a difference, man. And that's I still chop it up with him to this day. And I see him grind. I'm like, yo, like, I could still tell him now, like, yo, this shit fire. Or, you know, I don't say nothing. <laughs> it's not that good or something. You know? Hey, it's part of the process, though. Everything ain't going to be a hit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, for sure. For sure. That's dope, though. So, uh, let's talk about the more recent projects you produce, uh, executive produced. Um, you produced with Sire, right? Yeah, Sire. That's my guy out of uh, Dallas. And uh, the name of the project was the the Black 
the black book. The black book. That's what I thought. Okay, I was about to say. You know, like that little book you would give somebody. Like, here's all the game. Right, right. (laughs) Yeah, I was listening to the project on the way over here, and um, it's a dope project. Um, But so you created all the beats, everything, the whole whole nine. Man, my guy Sire came from Dallas. He was he's been rapping for a while, Mm -hmm. um, but it was like his first time really wanted to like create, like really make with something. So he didn't. We've known each other since PV again. Okay. And when he just came out here, he was like, man, bro, I see you doing your shit. Like, I want to work on some music, but mm-hmm. I want to work on music or something like that. I was like, yeah, better come, let's come to Houston, bro. Let's lock in the studio. Let's go. Mm-hmm. We went to the collective. I need some beats. I'm like, oh, well, bet. Damn. <laughs> I don't like to really do that. Right. We have a you know, relationship that was built from that. So right. I was like, you know what? I'm going to cook up on the spot. If you can write, let's do it. Okay. Before you know it, I was just cooking up beats. He was writing. Uh, we I would record it. And I'd be like, bet, I'm not mixing anything, <laughs> right? <laughs> We're making this beat. I'm going to record on the MP3. Mm. Let's keep it going. Right. So we did that couple sessions for like this whole last year. And then we just, out of like 12, 15 songs, we had that last 10. Okay. That's dope. That's yeah. dope. Um, so where did you get like, I guess, uh, the inspiration for your beats? Because I feel like they have a real nice like, because it's almost like I get the same kind of vibe like when I listen to Playboy Cardi type beats or whatever, mm-hmm. but it doesn't have that same kind of childish effect to it. You know what I mean? It's in, It sounds real spacey too, though. Okay, so this is going to be crazy. You just said Playboy Cardi, right? Uh-huh. I'm a very big uh, Pierre Bourne fan. Okay, okay. Um, and people be like, where is that? But my favorite producer is Pharrell. Ah, uh, okay. So it's like a two element thing of like being very chill. Mm-hmm. But having this like low end, bassy kind yeah. of uh, approach, and then me personally, like I, I just take elements from my favorites, right? And I add my own little sauce to it. So of course, on this project, there's it's funny how you said the Playboy Cardi's because I've been jamming a lot of uh, Pierre Bourne okay. <laughs> the yeah. last bit, and just I added that with his what he wanted mm-hmm. in that sense. Everybody's been jamming Larry June. Been on some very cool. That's I got that vibe from that too. He sound kind of Larry Juneish, but like yeah. his own style for sure. In his though. own super style, and I was like fucking with. It. I was like, yo, bro, we could do something with this, mm-hmm. and we just kept making songs. He kept adding that his touch to it. And I was like, hey, we got something. Yeah, no, because <laughs> it, it's it's crazy that it's always good when you hear a song like an artist on on a beat and like it fits their sound. Yeah, and like again, like. Him having like that kind of Larry June sound, you would expect more like maybe like some more West Coast type of little bounce type beats or mm-hmm. something. But you, the way you did it, it still sounded again. It fit him. And yeah, really I dope. definitely was coding it to him because I mean we like again we had some other songs that didn't make it mm-hmm. or we dropped them right um, as singles and stuff. But he definitely has his own style. Yeah, he will get comparisons to the June thing. But there's so many people who do that same kind of like super chill rap yeah he just has really good substance mm-hmm. and content matter and yeah. i was telling him like you gotta you gotta just own up on that right and if you do want to switch you know switch later like let's get different production styles right but for what we created in a year solid and he's been getting like crazy feedback on it like yeah. really good feedback not because this even just the whole message with it um, yeah it's just again like and i feel like it it's Essentially, because me knowing you, I mm-hmm. know that's the stuff you're on. It was like watching you on um, Instagram and different stuff like that. You always speak on like the similar things. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like if you're trying to get to a certain place, you got to put the work in, mm-hmm. and you're doing that yourself. And with him making that whole project, it's like I can tell like y'all was on the same vibe the whole entire time. Our motto that's that whole time we was creating it was everything's organic. Mm-hmm. Like we text each other almost every day. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, yo, he'll have a bad day. Hey, man. Shut that shit off and let's go. Right. If I'm having a bad day, hey, man, I'm just checking on you, da-da-da. Make sure you, you know, like, it right. was, everything was organic. So, yeah. like, the vibes are super pure. That's mm-hmm. why people are resonating with it. Yeah, you can, We're like, pretty, you can hear pretty, it. Pretty, pretty cool with it. You can, t- you can tell, like, uh, how many times you heard an artist on, like, a beat, and it's just, like, he can, like, he can ride on it, but it's just, like, something seems off with it. Because it's just, yeah. like, you can tell almost, like, Maybe they didn't they didn't click like they were supposed to or mm-hmm. something. You know what I'm saying? You can hear it. You can hear. Uh, you can hear when a song isn't married the right way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like somebody maybe just bought that beat online rather than somebody really like Kendrick and Ali and them. Right. And right. there's music sounds like yeah. that. It's uniquely fresh from all their views. Yeah, it's the same shit. Yeah, because um, like a prime example of stuff that's not like married right is um, 
like any of DJ Khaled like recent stuff. Like from Absolutely. the past couple years or so, I just feel like he be just he be I, the way I compared it is like he makes like music how they do for like movie sound check sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like it's literally like okay, I'm gonna put the biggest person on here and the the biggest producer and make a, a song, and it's just it doesn't sound right. He does the he's an executive producer in his right, mm-hmm. but what he does is like cool. I'm gonna get this beat from producer. And I'm just send it to my homies. I'm just gonna pay the bag and get you on it because like that Cardi B song just doesn't sound mar- married. It doesn't. You know, it could have been so much better. And I fuck with DJ Khaled, yeah. but as a again, I'm trying to do this executive production A and R thing. If I would have heard that, I'd have been like, "That's not it." Yeah. No. If I was in a room, I'd have been like, "That's not it." Yeah. I don't care. If he's DJ Khaled. If it was Diddy, Quincy Jones, I don't care. I'd have been like, "That's not it." Yeah. No, for real. And I, <laughs> <laughs> that's how you know when you get to a certain status, just people just start saying yes around you. Yeah. Because like, I'd rather them hate me for being completely dog shit honest, and they'd be like, "Who, who the fuck is this dude telling me this?" Right. <laughs> what are the people saying? They're saying that's not it. Exactly. You got to listen you know? to people at the end of the day. Those yeah. people's going to really pay you, put the money in your pocket. So. Right. Yeah. But, you know, uh, hopefully it'll get better. I mean, DJ Khaled is a great curator. For sure. But it's just not these recent projects. Not these made. recent projects. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They yeah. haven't it's been, been in. It's been dog shit. Yeah. I'm just going to say that. I'm sorry. <laughs> but he, no, for right, real. shout out to him. Like, he does it. He does what a lot of us inspired to do is like 100%. get a bunch of great talent together and, you know, make music yeah but it's it's. Real. i don't feel like he got them in the same building together nah, it's real it's real force it's yeah. real force it's not organic and again it comes out in the music so it yep. doesn't come out as good like because a lot of it's a lot of people that he'll put together and it's like dang i've been waiting to kind of see them do a feature together i do it all the time and it don't sound right it don't sound right i i, I when dj Khaled drops a project i wait for it because like oh he's gonna grab names i would never think right i'm on like Nas and jay-z you know what I'm saying? Like, nobody thought they was going to do a, a song like that. Right. But that's probably my one of my favorite songs in the project. Yeah, because it's one of the ones that actually sounds better because I'm pretty sure they had a say-so what they was going to do. Oh, they, they was like, this is not they it. They probably had a great FaceTime meeting. It was yeah. like, hey, man, <laughs> this is what we're doing. Right. And da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da, it was done. Yeah, exactly. it showed in the music. Exactly. But everybody else was like, yo, I'm just taking the bag. All right, I can, I can freeze. Yeah, bro, send me the beat. Send me the bag. I have the verse back to you in 24 hours. Right. Type shit. I, which is all right. Yeah. I, I might hate it. It just didn't sound right. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. But hey, teach his own. Teach his own. Teach his own. So um, you mentioned that you're getting into A&R as well too, right? Yeah. Uh, So how, what, again, I know for the, the general kind of thing of what A&R is, but for people that don't really know, what is A&Ring and is, is that even still like alive in this day and age? It's still alive, but not in the traditional sense. Okay. Uh, I won't say not in the traditional sense before somebody be on my head. Right. They're still A and R's, but right now, to be honest, like if you're if you if you know somebody mm-hmm. like, that's super talented, mm-hmm. and you're like, hey man, you're dope, and you know this producer, mm-hmm. and he's super dope, and you can put them together, and you make it work. Mm-hmm. Like A and R's are just like dot connectors. That's okay. what they are. Okay. So if you can. Take whatever the source you like and grab it and put it together with another great talent or talents, you know, mm-hmm. and come out with a product. That's A and R. That's just that's just helping an artist. Like uh, it's like that. Uh, uh, it's like that gate that they are afraid to open and mm-hmm. try to climb over or whatnot. They just help bring it together. I've been doing that for years. Right. You can ask like all my homies. Mm-hmm. I've been doing that for years, but. The part of an A and R that you really, what we really miss is the investment part, mm. um, money and time. Right. I don't want nobody to sugarcoat it. It takes money to break an artist. Yeah, um, what they say it takes, it takes like a million dollars to just break an artist. It's like I just want money. people to understand that <laughs> this, this what y'all see on this TikTok shit. That's a whole new ball game. Right. But they're still not broken. They yeah. just went viral. Doesn't mean that they have money or nothing. Right. A and R is really. Uh, you know, they help on that back end. Mm-hmm. You ain't got money for a video, bet I, I'm just going to pay for the video. Like, they just connect the dot. Right. But they have their say-so and help with, like, the vision, right. the process. So they're basically like music investors in a sense. Yeah, they're like advisors. Investors. Advice. Okay. It's whatever hat you want to put it because right. they have A&R teams. Mm-hmm. You know, they have, like, people who are, like, it might be three people. It might be one person who's just the financial part of it. Mm-hmm. Then there's another person who's part of the creative part. Then there's somebody who's just like your advisor, like, 
oh, I'm having a bad day. Well, I'm going to text you or I'm going to FaceTime you and get you back on track because we need you making product. Right. I just feel like I can do all three of those mm-hmm. now okay. at this point. Right. Not saying I got a million dollars. Not saying I got all that. <laughs> I'm saying we can take uh, a, a good, really good young A&R mm. that's in Houston right now is uh, the homie um, Zona. Zona? I've never heard of him. Um, he, has a, he has a brand called Ben Ben Ill. Oh, okay. No, I've heard of that, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, okay. Okay. Zona is doing that now. Mm-hmm. You know, he's with Dende. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, those guys like super talented artists. Yeah. Really talented. And he said, you know what? Instead of me not helping, like they're talented, mm-hmm. I'm gonna just take my resources and just help them get out there. Right. So he has the cool um, uh, blog, the Ben Ill. Right. And he's just been helping them with that, and they've connected. They've right. connected with another fan bases, which they they've pushed it. Mm-hmm. That's A and R. That's okay. just helping using your sources, like you know, blogs and. If you're a producer, mm. cool. You know how to put people in the room together, and let's just invest in some marketing. Da, da, da. Like right. that's A and R. Okay, it's okay. just helping out. Okay, cool, mm-hmm. cool. All right. Uh, so, are A and R any artists right now? Man, I've been doing it, but I won't say that like pr- like officially. Okay, and that's my thing. Is like I just bounce around and help people, right? Because it's so easy to give people a a source, mm-hmm. a resource that they were missing mm-hmm. and just see it in real time like, oh shit, it's helped them like right. blossom out to another another zone in their career. If anybody I want to uh, A&R right now, it would be my homie VRSE. Okay. Like, I started with him. He's just, we're just older now and he's doing his thing in Atlanta and stuff like that. But right. that's probably like the one artist I know who pushes the envelope every time. Okay. Creative wise. Okay. You know? That's dope. That's dope. Um, is there who's the who's the person you've enjoyed working with the most? Hmm. I don't want nobody in my head. I'm stopping your head. You can't think about it. <laughs> nah, nah, man. I like I love working with a lot of my uh, my my friends, but you know the artists too, clients and whatnot. Right. Um, uh, my homie Freddie Ing is probably like one of my favorite artists to work with because he's just a really great songwriter and he's unique. He, mm-hmm. he makes his own beats. He's a great songwriter. Performance. Out this world, uh, man. I, I to be honest, man, I really like working with anybody who works who really wants to work with me. I feel that you get what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I really don't have any like favoritism on this mm. shit because what I get a little bit from everybody who really right is fire. But yeah. I have a list of artists that I they just love because it's more like the the creation process itself that yeah. you like doing with them. Yeah, because I mean, music is music is a weird career yeah it is and it's on both sides mm-hmm. so i may love working with an artist mm-hmm. for a couple years or a year or something and then they start working with somebody else it, it could be their budget it could mm-hmm. be their expectations moving forward like you know they they're, they're leaving the state they right. got to work with another engineer mm-hmm. you know they, they're trying to look for a new sound uh, like it's it's all kinds of shit as engineers, we get bored with people too. So yeah, you know. So <laughs> I, again, I I really don't. When I say favorites, yeah, I worry everybody, man. Okay, <laughs> but, uh, what I was about to say. Oh, oh, you said songwriting, and you're a songwriter too, correct? I help songwrite. You help I mean, songwriter. I I make my own music too. Right. Yeah. It's more like for fun. Okay, because that's what um that's when I listen to your music um for the first time, I thought you was gonna be like uh like uh. Like lyrical, spiritual, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like miracle, all that. I thought he was gonna be like that. He's like, oh no, it's this man with the vibes. Yeah. He's like making good, like chill music. Again, I jam. A lot of Pierre Bourne. That yeah. dude don't be. He doesn't rap lyrical miracle. Yeah. But he's with the vibes, man. Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of the wave right now. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to say the wave, but even even like Don Tolliver, we love him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's somebody I really want to work with, but like. Even just him, he's vibes. Yeah, he doesn't like got these crazy lyrics. You go listen to it; it's just lyrics, melodies. Mm-hmm. That's, that's melodies, man. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the stuff that's killing the game right now. The melodies, yeah, because it make you it make you feel something like like wow, I didn't know I could feel that. When but, I was in band, man, I you know sometimes you had to sing, uh, mm-hmm. you know, kind of get your the pitch and everything. So my band director, uh, he used to be like. Boy, you know you can toot over there. <laughs> and I'd be like, what do you mean? He's like, man, you got that, that baritone, man. You got that down pat. You need to use that. And I would be like, nah. <laughs> right. And then I started 
you know, helping my friends with melodies and clients. Mm-hmm. They'll be off, and I'd be like, no, you got to go, da 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 Hey, man, you might as well just come sing this. Right. And I'd be like, nah, like, I'm engineering. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. And then after a while, you just got into in front of the mic yourself. Yeah, man, my homies would always be like, bro, you should you should try making your own songs. Mm-hmm. And again, I first song I ever wrote with somebody was Verse. Okay. And he was like, yeah, you need to put that on, on the mic. You need to go ahead, do that, do right. that. <laughs> so, That's yeah. dope. That's dope. So you had um yeah with Big King Volume One mm-hmm. and then you had If We Were Outside yeah yeah <laughs> If um, We Were Outside it was yeah. funny because that that was during COVID it was yeah. okay yeah. that was that was a good uh, that was a good EP man was, yeah like, appreciate I liked, it. Um, over nine thousand was dope um, yeah that was one of my favorite mixes <laughs> yeah. I can tell you something fun with it it's got the the Dragon Ball Z vibes going yeah, on yeah. yeah okay that's dope um what was your favorite song off of Big King Volume One uh probably health uh. What's this called? Health Health is Wealth. Okay. okay. Um, man, when I made that shit, I was going through crazy depression. And uh, my therapist at the time was somebody who's a therapist. Mm. And she just gave me really good advice. And she was like, hey, if you like making music, you should put all your issues and problems into music. And you'd be, she's like, you'd be surprised what you can come up with. It's mm. like writing. It's right. like journaling. Yeah. So me and my coworker, Davis... Mm. At that time, we would every Sunday we would stay at Barron until like three a.m. or past that, maybe four a.m. And we would be like, he would say, "I'm just gonna go make music," mm-hmm. and I would go in there every Sunday. I would just make songs for like a year, what? and then I made like thirty songs, and then I had that. Health is wealth is like probably that whole summary of everything bottled into one. Okay, one of the greats. That's dope. That's dope. <laughs> How'd you think of the, um, because you, you did the skits as well. How'd you think of that character? Oh, man, that's my homeboy, uh, Uchi. I thought that was you. Nah, that was oh. me. <laughs> I can do that, though. <laughs> Easily. But no, that was my homeboy, Uchi. Like, okay. he's hella funny. Shout out my boy. Uh, we met in uh, audio school. <laughs> that's dope. That's dope. Yeah. I like how um how all the connections that you made over the years, you you kept those intact. And those are, like, still people you, like, work for you yeah, like, bro, my, to, to this day. I solidified my brand. Yeah, and I think that's what's gonna keep me going in this because I'm not like Grammy winning, nominated, and all that. Yet. But yet, yeah. you know what I'm saying. But <laughs> um, a lot of people know me. A lot of people fuck mm-hmm. with me. A lot of people appreciate. Like I didn't even know, you know, earlier right. what you were saying. I was just like, damn. Like a lot of people tell me all the time, like, yo, whatever you told me da 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 years ago, I appreciate it yeah. because it really helped me da da da. I'm like, yeah, man. It, we, you know, iron sharpens iron. Hundred percent. So I, that's like my, that's my thing. Yeah, that's dope. That's yeah. dope. Did you, uh, did you produce anything on Tobacco Ryan's music? Nah, man. I'm just okay. a big fan of that guy. Okay, yeah. Nah, that, that's that was, my guy. That uh, the listening party was dope. Yeah, yeah. man. I was super. Vibe. That was my first time really coming out to like a event in a while. I could kind of tell. He was like, oh, it's like people. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. It's mad love in there, man. Yeah, no, for I, real. I walked in. Everybody's like, can't, can't. But it's just again over the years it just yeah been good human you know to this shit hundred percent hundred percent so um let's talk about the the Houston music scene itself like why do you think it's not at the I guess like the caliber it should be I think we just don't have uh, one I think we just don't have the what we would call the hubs mm. and that would be like your labels and your indie labels. Right. I mean, we do have indie labels, but we don't have like L.A. Man, they got indie labels all over the place. Right, people with bags, people with resources. I don't even say bags, just the resources. Yeah. Um, and also, unfortunately, with our Houston culture, right before we blow up, or I say we, because we're all we all soak into these artists, mm-hmm. but right before we blow up, or right before we see an artist reach that plateau, a lot of people don't want to like give the artist their flowers early mm-hmm. and i say that s- with sensitivity because i mean there's some people who do say like yeah we've been messing with them da 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 but i mean openly mm-hmm. you have these opportunities to go to shows buy merch um whatever it may be right because i've been in the process with my friends and artists mm-hmm. over the years and i've seen it that like People will come to a show or not don't even come to a show. Mm. They'll say, Yeah, man, I fuck with you. I fuck with your brand, da da da. And they don't never pull up. Never pull up. Never openly tell somebody about that person because really you don't know what 
just sharing something. Right. What it could do to somebody. Yeah, it's the power of that shit, it's it's insane. But that's a six degree radius, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, bro. That's major. So I just feel like we don't do it to a a, a standard and a, you know. But there are, we're we're breaking that mold. I've seen yeah. it. Yeah. I've seen I'm I'm seeing it. Yeah. I just feel like we need to do it more consistently. Mm-hmm. And we need to be more business professional out here. Everybody wants to like leg up on somebody or finesse somebody. Yeah, it's just, man. That's just that's just not how it works. Nah, nah, that's not it. You know? uh, yeah. But Houston got we got we got some we got some hidden gems. Oh no, hundred percent, one hundred percent. I'm proud to see a lot of people getting their their just due. Yeah, that's man. That's why we started doing this. Cause yeah. like you know, once you start seeing like when I was making music, I'll go out to shows and everything, and I'll be performing, and I'll meet with a bunch of dope artists. Like, wow, you're dope. I want to work with you. I want to work with you. Mm-hmm. Then like once I was like, all right, this music thing is not really working out for me right now. I was like, I still want to like incorporate yeah. this somehow because I have a love for this these, these underground artists and yeah. just the music itself. And I was like. Let's get it going, like, and then it's just supporting them. It's just, it goes a long way because I know I'm one of the people. Like, I remember every single person that supports me. Mm-hmm. Like, I might remember what they did, but I remember they supported. And I remember the people that don't, like the ones that say, like, "Oh yeah, I, I love your stuff and everything." Like, it's a lot of people say love my stuff, but when you look at the streams and like the views and stuff, it's not adding up. You it's, know what I'm saying? So, it, I've seen it with my own bro, like. Working with uh, Jamie, Jamie mm-hmm. Hancock. Mm-hmm. He has the uh, Sofa Boys ENT brand. Oh, yeah. Okay. I just found his stuff. His stuff is dope. Okay, yeah. He's been doing that for years, mm-hmm. man. And he was the first artist I ever really like watched like, hustle and go out, do his own thing. Right. And he would be available. And these people would say, yeah, I'm going to buy your shit. I want to come to your events. And he would make it. You know, he would bring them to, to life mm-hmm. and watch the same people that say they want to do this and help him with that not help him mm-hmm. so it's discouraging yeah it's a very discouraging this creative life is hard because it's it like you're, you have to be your biggest cheerleader your biggest supporter like throughout all of it because again if you let uh the people around you that say they're like they're going to be there supporting and stuff like them let if you let them be your support system and like your backbone they'll they'll break your back every time <laughs> like uh, it's crazy it's, because I remember uh, Ken the Man. Mm-hmm. All right. She had the, uh, it was this mixtape. I think it was called like Kenny's Back. Mm-hmm. And it had like this like Freddy Krueger cover. Like she kind of recreated, right? Right. I would never forget. I, I was riding around jamming at. My homies was just like, man, why are you jamming at? I'm like, bro, do y'all hear her? Yeah. She's, she's going the <laughs> yeah. fuck off. Ah, man, she ain't going to do that. Da, 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 da. Years later, she's blowing up. They're sending me her music, and they're like, "Hey, bro, you ever heard of her?" I'm like, "Bro, what are you?" I've been, I've been listening to her shit. I put you on. I like, bro, you was watching with me and my and me and my lady with Benjamin Ken. It's like you was watch. You literally just said she did it, da da And here they are being fans now. That's that's the other thing with Houston. Mm. We're a clout city. Yeah, I hate that. I hate that. I hate that. And I hate to say it, but like, we are a clout city, and uh, it just is what it is. Like. And that's kind of why I like I, I mess with artists. Mm. I mess with all kinds of artists, but the shit I see that people do and is really just clout chasing, and all, I just don't have time for it. Yeah, man. Because <laughs> that's it like gets, strictly business over here. It gets real grimy, nasty. It's just it's not it. You're yeah, like, it's not. It's not. Like you can see that when you go to um, like go to shows. Like for example, you seen like that video with Coleray Ray or whatever. Yeah. And like just nobody was fucking with the shit. That's like that's that was Houston to the T. I don't know how many shows I've been to. Like the we're art, a tough crowd. Man, we're tough crowd. Fucking hard. Like, it's literally like if you're not the person that came there to see, they're not hype for you. Yeah, that's literally it. And it's like, bro, why not support this artist? Because most times, like most times, when they're up there, they're pretty dope. Regardless, yeah. like it's like, all right, the music. Even if they're not like the best, it's like when you listen to music. Okay, the vibe is cool. Like it's creating a vibe. It's on a similar kind of thing because. Most artists don't have um, like openers that they don't fuck with. You know yeah, what I'm saying? bro, it's really rare. Like you're gonna, you're just gonna have this headline, and you're gonna have this trash ass like opener. That's yeah. really rare. But at the same time, man, Clout City, man, that's that's, that's so Clout weak. City. The people so with the weak. Clout who got a little bread, they're gonna pay for that slot. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it sometimes doesn't mix. That's yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like once we get past that and like everybody stop trying to be so cool all the time. Yeah, that's our problem. Yeah, bro. And like, because at first I thought I was thinking like, oh, everybody just be high. They be on drugs. They be taking Zans or something. But now it's just like, nah, like everybody feel too good. Like everybody want to like stick up on the wall and like mm-hmm. be kicked up and like, bro, like, nah, man, like get hype for these artists, bro. Because. Mm-hmm. Because as soon as they get big, you're going to be like, oh, I was at their show and everything. But it's get hype for these artists. And if you really fuck with their music, get behind them. Put mm-hmm. people on. Like, yeah. like, don't wait till they get big and then come out of the woodworks and be like, yeah, I've been jamming your shit. Like, I have like DMs of when I was like DMing uh, Young Deji. A word? Yeah, a long time ago when he used to just drop like. These song and they were mixed horribly. Like I, I fuck with Deji, but like right. the mixers were just it'd be weird. Yeah, but I fucked with the vibe, and yeah. I'd be like, you know what? Fuck the mix. Like right, the, the he's music. he's still learning. Like exactly, he's still built. And then look where he's at now. And I'm still just a fan. Like, I could just be jamming this shit. Like I've been telling people about Deji for years. Mm-hmm. And before the Wiz, before the whoa travesty and all that shit with him and um the dude from Dallas, you know, like. Yeah. Get behind these artists, bro. People, people don't want to look like they're fans, though. Because it's like, oh, like, I don't know. Like, I, they take almost like it's like a, oh, you're a little bro now or something like that. And, yeah. like, nobody wants to be the little bro for some reason. But it's nobody like. Nobody wants to be little bro. But, but it's not what that is. You're, if you support them, you're a fan of their music. I, bro, I fan out for a lot of these artists, man. Bro. Like, Lily? Oh, bro. I'm such a huge fan of her That's shit. That's my homie, man. But like, I'm, <laughs> I'm still a fan of her music. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like. When I hear her music, I just get goosebumps because I yeah. know where like I know where that came from. I know that's from a from her experiences. So mm-hmm. like you can feel that. Yeah, man. But it's not. It doesn't hurt me to you know tell somebody about Lily and she goes on to be a millionaire. Like I want that for her. Exactly. Like, that's, I think that's what's wrong with people who who are creatives in this. Mm-hmm. They want to be attached to the success, mm-hmm. which is pretty weird because it's like if you didn't put no if you ain't got no input in it. What's your what's your stake? And even if you do have input in it, I know artists that have blown up and they ain't go back and come give me no million dollars or right. nothing like that. They don't owe me that though. They don't owe me shit. Yeah, so like, I'm happy to see them get there. Yeah, that's that's, the, that's what everybody wants at the end of the day. We want to all be able to to get that generational wealth or successful or whatever our idea of success yeah. is, and be able to put food on a, on a table for our family and whoever else we need. Bro, to. that's it. Like, that's really I, it. at the end of the day, man. You just gotta, if you're a creative, you just gotta be like. There's big artists that are fans of other big artists. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Why can't we? Why can't we at that that other level do the same? You know what? Speaking of, I feel like it may have something to do with how they portray things now. Because mm-hmm. I remember, like in the early, like when it was like. Like I guess like twenty tens, like in that decade or whatever. Like when Drake, Cole, Kendrick, Cuddy, um like Wale, Big Sean, all of them that all the coming greatest, up. That was the greatest time. Oh, man. And it, I don't know how many <laughs> videos you greatest saw. Because man, we're, they're literally the legends of this shit now. Yes, we watched them like develop into the artists they yes, are today. Bro. But like also when it was coming up, there was multiple videos of them going out supporting each other. Yes, right. Like I just saw a video today. Um it was a video of Drake going with Cole to buy a Born Center with him. Yes, bro. Like they don't, super easy. They don't show shit like that no more. Yeah. Like it's all these they make it seem like all these artists are battling against each other when all actuality like they probably supported them just as much as the other one. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like Cole even said that with his last project. He was like um, I think it was in the in the documentary he made for um for his project. Uh, yeah, for uh, this new one. Yeah, he was saying like I don't want to. Basically, I don't want to be the person like I didn't work get a chance to work with these artists and do features and stuff. Like mm-hmm. I want to show like I actually fuck with these people. Right, right. And like because people started getting ahead. Like okay, he's Mr. Platinum no features. That was like it's because he's not fucking with these niggas. It's not because he's not fucking with him. It's like he knows he's the caliber of artist. He doesn't need that. Yeah. But it's like he still fuck like he fuck with like little baby little Dirk album heavy. Bro, um, 21 Savage. Yeah, bro. They're like, like best of homies now, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, people don't understand, like, maybe me, 21 meeting J. Cole probably has saved his life. You know? 100%. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, 21 is at a whole different caliber, caliber artist right, now. Like, right. He's like, before he was like, just a, a regular trap artist. Yeah. Like, he took trap and made it like, 
uh, almost like it's like he almost looks like conscious trap now. Like yeah. it's crazy. Like he he definitely stepped it up. Yeah, but like, that's just an example right there. I I mean I see it in Houston. Like one hundred percent. Tobacco Ryan and uh, like Don't Ask Jen. Mm-hmm. Like they're they got energy together. Yeah, they, like you can see something is built like a bond is built before they even probably hit the studio. They mm-hmm. probably was chopping it up, being cool. Um, there I don't know if you've heard of Trey Love. Trey Love is a, a another really so. dope Houston artist that okay. you should check out. He's really tight. Um, him and his producer Bryant, mm-hmm. I've had a session with. They're really cool. So when they make music, it translates. Yeah. So they've been fans of each other before they actually done music. Right. You know what I'm saying? So and they still support each other. They still, you know, that's friendships, mm-hmm. that's bonds that's really built. Yeah, man. That 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 like you said, it comes out in the music and yeah. like again, like like for example, like. Um, like Lily and Dende, they work together yeah. pretty often, and like you can tell they're both fans of each other's music. Yeah, and like hundred percent, and it comes out, and they the support music. each other without. Yeah, yeah Dende's probably getting all this love from Dreamville and uh, Dreamville uh, Shrek, uh, what they call it, Shrek raps. They're mm-hmm. like this really big. Yeah, rap. like Dende gets all this love and all that, but Lily ain't hate on him or nothing. Nah. Guess what? Like Dende was like, "Hey man, y'all should really check her out too." And boom, she's on the list too with them. It's exactly. like, why are we? There's no competition. I literally had a post like that yesterday. I deleted it because I didn't want people to feel like, but there's no competition. Bro. Yeah. People start feeling the type of way about it because they start personalizing things. And Man, the engineer community is weird. <laughs> Engineers would think like, oh, man, I got this plug-in that this motherfucker can't use. It's like, no, bro. Like, somebody asked me, what did you use? And I'm just like, yeah, I used this right. because it did this. Yeah. I have no problem giving you information. I want to see what you can do with it. Exactly. Because <laughs> that's the thing. I, you know. I hate how people are with information because that, and that's all like, we pride ourselves on like giving people the game basically. Yeah. It doesn't matter because at the end of the day, I can tell you how to go to point A, point B, like step by step. You still might not do it. Right. Because you don't have the drive, the energy, something else is going on in your personal life. You might have the funds, whatever it may be. So why even still hide the information? Because at the end of the day, it's up to you to use it. Bro. Like, it doesn't matter. None of it matters. My homeboy Chez, he can tell you right now. My homeboy Chez had no desires of really going into engineering. Mm-hmm. He would hit me up and ask me questions all the time mm-hmm. about engineering. I would just tell him. And I and now he's an engineer. Now he's guys client. He's taking some of my clients. <laughs> Am I over here shitting the bricks and all that? No, no, bro. I'm just like still working. I'm still getting new clients too because this doesn't matter if you're working you're gonna constantly grow right um what plugin somebody uses or what methods like half the shit i do in mixes i learned from jason and dorothy at baron they're not i hate you Kang. right da, 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 da. like they're still living everybody's still good we share information all the time that's too much money on this world it, like it shouldn't matter too much yeah. money is too success for everybody everybody got their own lane i broke it down to people all the time I, I don't even know if this is right but isn't houston like 4 million 4.5 million some shit like that yes yeah, it's something high all right cool there's only 365 days in the year right mm. um if you're an engineer and your goal at this or you're creative or whatnot there's enough people to fucking work with and like you times it by two a day that still doesn't equate and that's to just four. in houston and that's just in houston so there's no real way for me to be like you're taking something from me bro i get mixes from everywhere atlanta right. new york florida it doesn't matter people just like when i post something and they can they can resonate and relate right. to it you know what i'm saying like shout out to alex tumay i had to shout him out man. who's that alex tumay yeah fucking 21 uh not 21 young thugs uh, engineer. Oh, where? I don't know if he does it anymore for him, but he's he engineers for everybody, man. Rico Nasty. Oh, where? Um, okay. Uh, um, Kenny Beats. Kenny. Yeah. Everybody, bro. But okay. Tumay, that's like one of my like favorite engineers because I learned he he reminds me of Jason and him. Mm. Even if I tell you this information, right? You still gotta apply it. Right. You still gotta know what's going on and. I can tell, like, being in a room with him, mm-hmm. he's going to tell you how to do some shit, or he's going to tell you why he did some shit, mm. but is he going to be mad like uh, you did it and you took some of his clients? No. Yeah. Like, the dude that um, engineers for Thug now is this dude named Baines. Mm. And I'm pretty sure that Alex losing Young Thug is a really big, you know, you know, pocket, yeah. you know, jabber or whatever, but... Young Thug still sends him songs to get mixed. Right, he still hits him up for uh, for info. Like, there's that's a relationship that was built. So again, 
he shown me like, all right, cool. I can tell you all this information. Doesn't right. mean you're gonna apply it, and then I can show somebody who's gonna be better than me. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean it's gonna hinder my career. Right. All it's gonna do is just let me know that shoot, I'm a master of what I just told you. Exactly. Because again, like you're the reason. Like he was the reason why he got to that next plateau or that next you know producer level or leveled up in the first place. So it's like okay. I helped elevate him, so it means I can do the same thing for somebody else. Because somebody helped elevate him. Exactly. It's, it's a just, it's a tr- it's a it's a trickle effect. Yeah. It's a snowball effect. Somebody's gonna keep helping you. You're gonna help somebody else. You know. But we're also in a um, society of like instant gratification, and we want everything right then. And yeah. Then. And it's like if we don't see that, it's like all right, maybe I need to start trying to block somebody else's or something. Man, that ten thousand hour rule. That's and, real. It's fucking real. And the uh, what's the other one? Oh. You won't actually see or make really good money that can can you know you can live off of for ten years on your craft because it takes ten years to build a brand, a craft, mm-hmm. da da da, and that shit is true. Yeah, that's no, facts. So when I see people like give up on music and they're like, "Man, this shit ain't working." Man, how long you been doing it? Three years. You you just hit the like you just broke like you the, still the... got titty milk on you, yeah. bro. Like you you got work to do, bro. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, man. It's that's just part of the process. And again, like you have to be really invested in it and want to actually want that. You know what I'm saying? Like when I was doing music, I was like same way. I was like, all right, I want to do music, but I was like, this is what I'm doing right now. I feel like it's not working right, and I I can invest in this, but I don't feel like. I'm going to get what I want out of it mm-hmm. at this time. So I was like, let me switch it up to something different. Mm-hmm. Like, I could have just gave him, like, all right, I'm just, you know, work a record nine to five. There's nothing wrong working nine to five, guys. There's nothing completely but wrong with that. But that's not the, that's not how I envision my life and that's right. not how I want to live. Right, so right. I was like, let me start doing podcasting. Boom. It's like, and we're, we're almost like three years in this. And contrary to belief, we're not making any money over here. Mm-hmm. Podcasting is not a, you know, uh, it's a grind. It's man. That's, why, that's why I stopped podcasting. Yeah, <laughs> it's a grind. It's a it's a it's a major grind. But it's like again, doing it. You like, I'm not expecting to see any real like real tangible success until like maybe my fifth year into it. And then even still, like, I'm not even saying like, oh, we're going like, we're blowing up. Like, yeah, we're getting bread. Like, you know, contracts over here, contracts over here. Like, yeah. No, it's like. We're just going to start seeing the the fruits of our labor right. in that fifth year, and then by the time that tenth year, hopefully we're like, wow, this wow. is where we, we got for. this. We can we can solidify, them, right? You know, yeah, it's man, world of creators, right? Yeah, bro. <laughs> it's a different lifestyle to live. It's different energies you got to work around, work with, but it's not for the weak. I'll tell you, that. not at all. You have to again. You have to have a good foundation with yourself. Um, you got to know who you are at the end of the day. Absolutely. Because if you don't, like, anything can rock you. Yep. Got to have strong, uh, what they say, got to have tough skin in this. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. 100%. But, um, man, uh, I, don't, I don't have anything else for you, bro. Uh, do you have anything for us you want to tell the people or anything like that? Um, I, I would say just, just a good piece of advice to anybody out there who's building a craft, whether mm-hmm. anything you're doing. Uh, always find uh, OG, whatever you want to call it, OG, somebody who's who knows more than you. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, you have to continue to learn. You're gonna you're gonna hit plateaus. Mm-hmm. You're gonna always want to figure out something new. Um, and I'm blessed to have a bunch of OGs around me. Like I say OGs, but they're probably like five years, ten years older than me. You right. know what I'm saying? But Always have people around you who can continue to, um, what's that word? Continue to keep that spark, mm, you know, because right. what I've seen from even the greatest people, mm-hmm. your ditties and all that, they still have mentors. They oh, still yeah. have people that they check in with. They still have all that. If you feel like, yeah, you might be able to do a lot of stuff on your own, but you can't do everything on your own, mm-hmm. no matter what. Right. And one of the biggest things you can't do on your own is definitely... Um, you can't take an experience that somebody who's older than you has already lived. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If you're 30 and somebody's 40, no matter what, they know things that you don't know. Right. They've had long years and more experience. Yeah. And, and it's even more beautiful if you know somebody who's doing what you're doing. So, mm-hmm. like, if I'm an engineer, I'm trying to find somebody who's done way more than me, has, has used these things way more than me, and that can throw this knowledge to me. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, there's stuff that they don't know that you can throw to them. Exactly. And, you know, that's just a, a piece of advice that has 
has gotten me where I'm at. You know what I'm saying? So right. I just want people to take that. Like the people I see that don't really go out there, I'd be like, man, who who's somebody you you know hit up, check in with, right. oh, check in. I know everything. I'm like, all right, you're not gonna go anywhere. Yeah, you never know you everything. Know, you never know anything. Hell, you're so not, you're not even supposed to be in the room. If you're in a room and you think you know everything, or da da da, you you might want to find a different room. Yeah. I'm always trying to be in a room with somebody who knows more than me. Yeah, because I'm a sponge. And I've yeah. been learning. That's that's how I keep leveling up. I I take that's a cheat code. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most definitely. So take that information how you want. Just uh, just man, always keep learning. There's no there's no ceiling to this, and that's one of the biggest things I learned over quarantine. <laughs> yeah, not for that. There's no ceiling to this. Yeah, because you have to you definitely have to um, figure something different out during quarantine. It was a different ball game. <laughs> hey, everybody's now doing online mixing. Online mixing. I've been doing that shit for like two years now. Before COVID, so when COVID hit, I was like, oh, you know what? I already got this system here. People can send me their files. They want to listen to it live. Right. We'll get on Zoom. I'll mix it with them. I've been doing this shit. We're in the same. We're in the same space. They're right. just on Facetime with me or something. Or Zoom. Right. Like, you got. And I learned that from somebody older than me. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, keep it going. Y'all can take that. Do what you want with it. <laughs> um, but again, this is dope. Uh, the last thing we do here at the Common Interest, we like to ask you, um, what are you interested and uninterested in? Uh, for example, uh, I'm, like I said, uh, interested in the Houston culture growing, um, the music reaching that next plateau, um, hopefully get some hubs here in the city um, and actually get that love and support that I know we have here. Mm-hmm. Just, everybody's feeling too cool about. And I'm uninterested about people acting too cool, you know, mm-hmm. just not want to support, like buy merch, buy albums, you know what I'm saying? Stream their stuff. Like there's so many different ways you can show support, pull up to their shows. You know what I'm saying? Like that stuff goes a long way for a creative. Like that means the world to them. You don't mm-hmm. even understand it. Like that's... It, 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 that's literally like the whole thing of stopping them from quitting possibly the next day on some shit. You know what I'm saying? <sighs> like, so what, just to your point before I do. Yeah. Mine. Yeah. You buying merch, Buying these things from artists helps an artist continue their process. Mm-hmm. That's I don't think people understand. That's why they do merch. It ain't a get-rich-quick scheme. Mm-hmm. It's a scheme for them to be able to pay for studio time, buy beats, become better. Point blank, period. Mm-hmm. So if you want to see them do better, you would pay. I mean, you go buy a sack of weed, cool. You can buy that same $20 shirt. Right. <laughs> and, and you still go buy your sack of weed. You know what I'm saying? Whatever you want to do. Right. But, but, but I'm just saying. But a little $20, I always tell people at least... Once a month, support a local. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's, so it's not, it doesn't take shit. I buy shit all the time from people. Who ask ask about me. Um, I'm gonna start with the first. I'm uninterested in what you said earlier. Uh, the 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 cool, too cool shit, too cool to support the on the fence love. I'm 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 definitely uninterested with that. Yeah, and I see that a lot out here. So I definitely want to see more Houston. It's cool to comment on people's pictures and like them and all that, but in reality, you don't even like the person. That's that's weird energy. I see it all the time. Yeah. But I am interested in, um, I am interested in seeing the 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 bloomers in Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, Dende is our Thomas, Tim Woods, you name it, Lily. There's a lot of it's, great. It's too many to name, honestly. Tobacco, Ryan, Jen. I can go down. Right. And I'm sorry if I missed y'all, but I know so many artists that out there, and I'm interested in seeing y'all grab this torch when y'all blow up and teach these people and bring back to the city. Because a lot of these people, when they do it, they're gonna bring back to the city. Right. I 100% believe yeah. it. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just interested in. Just good energy coming back because I see it. Yeah, it's just gonna take a. We're not we're not clout chasing over here. Yeah, we're, we're taking pure energy and one hundred percent. Everybody's gonna get back the right way. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's all a matter of time. It's only a matter of time. time. Yep. <sighs> but time's motherfucker. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> gotta stay working. Gotta stay busy. Um, with that being said, thank you again, Big Kang, for stopping by. Um, tell them where they can follow you and everything. Uh, IG, Twitter, Kang of the Crew. Inside joke, but Kang of the crew, <laughs> K A N G of the crew. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, yeah, y'all can hit me on there. I have a link tree that has pretty much all my information there. Music. I don't have merch or anything because, again, I don't do all that. Right. <laughs> if you need a session, hit me up. You can book a session via Linktree or you can DM me on IG. Email me, bigkangbeats at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah, if you have anything, hit me up. Like, I'm an open book. But please. Hey, you better take that. Yeah, yeah, honestly. <laughs> but please, when y'all hit me up, I am... When you approach me with this let's build and i've never met you i've never had a conversation with you you don't know my mom's name you don't know my brother you don't know my wife you don't even know my cat's name i'm not building shit with you professionally and respectfully that's it <laughs> that it's straight from the horse's mouth you know what it is <laughs> sorry i just had to be nah. out there i get it a lot man i get it a lot man let's build bro <laughs> Let's book a session. Let's let's right. Let's start somewhere. Let's first. start somewhere first. Let's see what we got. People, people look for handouts. Yeah, I mean, if I like you, we might do something. But right, you but can't you can't just jump in my email with, "Bro, I got a vision, and I'm cold." Shit, I get that every day. I'm right. cold too at what I do. Exactly, that doesn't change anything. All right, you know what I'm saying? Like, start with a session, support him first, yeah. then he'll see if he can support you. You know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah, like you know, it's a process to these things, but you know what it is. Uh, yet again, thanks again for stopping by, bro. Until next time, um, thank you, thank you. No problem, anytime. Um, don't forget to like, subscribe, share to friend, tell er- er- everybody about this. Um, what else? Uh, like, subscribe. I guess I do the outro. Stay consistent with your vision because you're blessed another emission. Thanks for tuning in. We are the. The common interest. Yes, sir. Catch y'all next time. Peace.